0: What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And I am, um, yeah, just reeling. It's been a really, really fun week here for the podcast, the program. Uh, I've been keeping super busy. And I talked earlier this week about how I had the privilege of interviewing on The Order of Man. And um, it's crazy because we actually have two more interviews, or I just did two more interviews, on some pretty epic platforms, uh, Godly Dating 101. Tavares Gray uh, had me on his podcast. That interview won't come out for a few more months. And I'm, uh, I'm about to do a second interview with Josh Broom, my good buddy, who has burst onto the scene. I mean, God is giving this guy a platform that... Uh, most people could only dream of in our space. He has just been doing incredible work. A lot of you actually listen to us because of Josh Broom. You've seen him post up. He, I mean, he's just by God's grace, he's a huge fan of our stuff, and so he posts on Instagram about us all the time. Um, and he's also uh, he's also been on the podcast here, and he's a big fan of what we do. And so I know you're going to be blessed by that. I'll keep you posted. But man, um, it's been really, really cool just to see what God's doing with Deep Clean and the places that this message is going. All right, today we're talking about uh, maybe a random subject to you if you haven't been listening to us for a while, but I'm going to show you some some reasons why a subject like family drama could be so integrated with porn addiction and sexual health. And, uh, and that is the title of today's episode. We're talking about practical ways for handling family drama. What I want to say about this really quick is... Um, The reason this ties into porn addiction and I would just say like making good decisions in general is because relationship drama is one of the primary reasons that we make poor decisions. We can't regulate ourselves. We don't know how to handle the distress of disconnection or hurtful words, trauma, being re-traumatized, whatever it might be. And as a result, we wind up coping, right? We have to cope somehow. And porn has become one of the top coping mechanisms in our society, because it is so easy. It's affordable, it's accessible, and it's anonymous, right? And those three things mean that that in a matter of just moments and, and one or two clicks, I can experience something that is going to bring me temporary relief, Right, whether it's helping me calm down after some family drama or whatever it might be. Now, family drama is a specific example that I want to talk about today because we're going into the holidays, and I know, I know y'all don't come from super healthy, perfect families. I know that there's some stuff, and stuff is complicated, stuff gets messy. And I want to give you some tools to be ready for this holiday season and some of the drama that might come with it. But before I get there, what I want to say is that. Even though um, family drama is, or even though relationship drama in general is, can be really impactful, can be very triggering, can really cause us down some pretty bad paths uh, where we're making some not so great decisions. Family drama is on another level. Like I've dealt with friend drama before. You know, I, um, you know, one of my best friends dated my ex basically behind my back, and, you know, I, I've, I've dealt with fam- uh, with friend drama rather. And that was really, I mean, that hurt a lot. And um, we had to work through stuff. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. He's one of my best friends to this day. We were able to successfully work through it and, and remain friends. But that is nothing compared to the family drama I've experienced where, you know, I've had um, my my parents uh, co-signed on our mortgage for a house. And uh, that's really common where we live because housing prices are relatively unaffordable for people early in careers. Um, And, you know, you have to obviously have your crap together to put anybody in that kind of position to co-sign. And I know some of you maybe have different opinions about uh, that kind of stuff. This is not a show about finances, although we do talk about finances occasionally. But uh, my decision to invite my parents uh, to get involved really upset some of my family members. And that drama impacted me on a completely different level than the friend drama I had when, you know, my best friend had cheated on me. Or I had... uh, Didn't cheat. (laughs) That just came out so funny. Uh, My best friend got together with my ex uh, behind my back. My ex cheated on me. I think that's where that subliminal slip came from. Um, Yeah, just all around um, messy situation. So, anyway, the point is, guys, family drama is significant. Uh, Family drama just hits at parts of our center, parts of our core that other things don't. And so that's why I wanted to talk about it today. The other thing is like, you know, it would be easy to release this episode on December 21st, right? But you guys are are listeners of this podcast, which means you're proactive men. You're not reactionary men that are just like you know making random decisions day to day. You're methodical, you're thinking things through. you're looking ahead. you have a, a vision for your life. you're being proactive. you're trying to nip things in the bud before they become bigger problems. You're not trying to play with fire and seeing how close you can get to it without burning. You are making wise decisions that move you forward to the vision that God has for your life. that's that's who you are. That's if you listen to this podcast, that is who you are. Which means we want to start thinking now about potential situations that we could be running into dealing with family drama. Now, it, it's interesting. I should actually take a look at the release date of this episode because we record our episodes uh, a week in advance typically. And this episode is coming out, uh, yeah, November 25th. Um, I, I'm trying to remember, but it's we're right around American Thanksgiving. You American listeners, you'll have to just forgive me because uh, Canadian Thanksgiving is the second weekend in October and so I don't always know when American Thanksgiving is. Oh, there you go, it's the 24th. So when this episode comes out, you'll have just crossed Thanksgiving. Maybe you got a little taste of some family drama and you're realizing, oh man, Christmas, a couple weeks away. Uh, maybe you might hear some things today and you'll go, oh, I, I should have done that. I wish I would have known. But the point here is um, we're gearing up for Christmas. That's what this episode was done was done for. And I want to give you some things that you can be thinking about for handling more challenging family situations. Number one, Uh, What we always want to start with when we're dealing with conflict is we want to assess or we want to ask ourselves, what is the nature of the relationship? See, if I get into a conflict with somebody on the street, somebody I've never met before, I have no prior history, well, because our relationship is so thin, I'm not going to have a a conversation with him like, hey, when you you called my friend fat, that really hurt my feelings and I felt da-da-da-da-da-da. That's like, you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna have like a very open in-depth dialogue if somebody did something to upset you on the streets because you don't have that relationship equity. With family, it's different. The nature of the relationship kind of implies equity, although some of you are probably hearing this going, oh, I don't have very much relational equity with my family at all. Um, Maybe there's relationships are strained. There's people that are estranged, I don't know. But the point here is, Uh, We want to evaluate the nature of the relationship because family, we know that with family, there's more room by default for for transparent conversations, okay? So the first thing we do is we're going to assess the relationship. Number two is we're going to deal with our side of the equation. This is a principle for literally every relational conflict you'll ever experience in your life. Deal with your side of the equation first. Always, always, always deal with it first. Okay, whatever you do, do not, do not fall into the trap of they did this, they said that, they should be doing this. If you are like even 0.5% responsible, let's say that they, they are 99.5% responsible, totally out of line, and and you know that your role, the part you played in this was like maybe 0.5%, you got to own that 0.5%. You got to deal with it. You got you to gotta take the reins of that 0.5%. That is part of your call as a man of God. So if you're dealing with family drama, that's a really, really good thing to do. Start with your side of it. Because what it's gonna do is a couple things. Number one, it's gonna allow you to come in with a much healthier, less tainted perspective. And the less subjective we are in our perspectives when it comes to resolving conflict, the more effective we are. Number two, this is actually gonna give you some empathy and compassion for the other person. I always find this that like when I get into conflict in the heat of a moment, I'm always upset that, you know, so-and-so didn't do something. They didn't say this, they didn't do this. Why or why did they do this? Why did they say this? And it's hard for me to have any empathy for them when I'm kind of at the peak, right? When I'm upset. But then what I realized when I kind of back away from the situation, um, I actually had this with somebody on my team where I got I got a little bit upset with them. They didn't deliver on something they said they were going to do. And afterwards I was thinking, um I was like, oh my gosh, well, I've, I've actually failed this person in particular. There's one or two things recently I said I was going to do for them that I never did. So what, what kind of hypocrite am I to get like all worked up about them not doing or basically doing the same thing that I did to them a couple weeks prior? So when I, when I look internally first and I own my stuff, it, it gives me empathy as well. It, it puts things back into perspective. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm not perfect either. Almost forgot, <laughs> you know? So it really helps with that. Uh, the, the third thing that you, we want to do, um, and this is a really important thing for, I would say, a lot of guys. It, it this used to be a bigger problem, but um, admittedly, like, your prototypical male has kind of been redefined over the last 10, 15 years. But um, what we another thing, I guess, that we, that we really do need to ensure we're looking after... Is evaluating whether or not a conversation is necessary. See, men, men historically have been confrontational. That's something we've done really well. And I would say our society has kind of deconditioned us out of our confrontational nature. Now, some of that's persona. I'm not saying like every single man always back in the day was confrontational, and now there's a bunch of softies. You know, I'm not I'm not quite in that camp. But what I am saying is, uh, especially in Canada, we've just become like really confrontation-averse in the name of political correctness, politeness, you know, whatever it might be. It may not be as bad where you live, but it is becoming a problem globally where we are we are shying away from confrontation. And what we want to do is we don't want to just say, I'm a man, man confront things, we have a conflict, let's ch- hash it out. Instead, what we want to do is evaluate does this merit a conversation? Okay, really, really important. Does this merit a conversation? So think about how this could apply. Like um, one of the biggest things that I've I teach to guys who are just getting married because I'm and, and I make that sound like I do this all the time. I don't do lots of that because I've only been married three years. So what do I know? But obviously I have a little bit that I I try to offer for what it's what it's worth. And one of the greatest pieces of advice—pieces of advice—that I picked up along the way that has helped me in marriage and in all kinds of areas of my life—is pick your battles. Pick your battles. Do not make the mistake of just jumping in, trying to fight with everyone, uh, trying to you know put out every fire, clean up every mess. Pick your battles. And so, with this, when when you're dealing with family drama, you by default you should be out. As in, you're going to let it go, and then you should be deciding whether or not you're going to participate, whether you're going to confront, whether you're going to have the conversation, that kind of idea. And the reason we do this is because 90% of the battles we fight were for little to no return. See, as men, we have to always be thinking about, we need to have an investor mentality for all of our resources, mentally, physically, yeah, financially, sure, time we want to be thinking about all these things and what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're getting a good return on a majority of our investments as much and as best as we possibly can okay this is really really important guys so what this means for uh you know the context of family drama is that we're evaluating is this a, is this a battle worth fighting is it going to is it actually going to benefit the relationship see we're not asking is it going to benefit me like, would I just feel better if I could just get this off my chest? Would I just feel better if I could, you know, X, Y, Z? That's not the criteria here. What we're saying is, is this going to be beneficial for the relationship? That's always, remember, the relationship was the first priority we considered, right? Like, what's the nature of the relationship? That is meant to flavor all the other decisions we make. We want to have the connection as our top priority. That is, that is sort of our primary interest. And if you decide to have the conversation, then um, then we'll we'll uh, maybe I've done this. I've probably done an episode on this before, but there's some protocol you can follow. There's there's some good things. That you should say, and some not so good things that you should not say, if you're in a more confrontational, conflict resolving situation. And um, I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm pretty sure we have another episode where I cover that. If we don't, we'll definitely throw it in the docket here soon. Uh, We're we're at episode 421, so sometimes it's hard to just keep track of all the content we've done here. But um, but like I said, I'll make sure that uh, that we give you some more help on that. But that would be your last step. And if you if you realize, you know what, Cynthia, I know this battle isn't worth fighting. But how do I just let something go? Like, it, it you know, sometimes it's easier said than done, right? Because somebody's hurt us or we want to get our two cents. We want them to know, hey, you you know, you did this and you can't do this anymore. Um, but if if in your heart of hearts you know that actually this is not a battle worth fighting, maybe it's the person. Maybe, like, sometimes I've gone to that place where I'm like, oh, I just, this person's just, it's just not worth the hassle with them, Um if you reach that point, there's a couple of things you can do. Number one, and I, I do this um, often when I'm in these situations, is I ask God to remind me how he sees them. And what it does is it it just allows me to see things in a less subjective way. Because when you're upset with someone, that's going to color the way you see them, right? And so asking for God's perspective really helps me to to sort of fast track and kind of get out of the weeds of you know wishing ill of them or wanting to see vengeance or uh, some of the mental traps that I fall into, just being a bit more transparent. Uh, but the other thing that that's really helpful is is wanting them to succeed in the area where they are annoying you. <laughs> like if you have that, if you have a I don't know, let's say you have an uncle, an uncle, and all he cares about is money. It's all he talks about. All he talks about is money and the markets and his, his house the here and his boat there and his new car and, you know, he's whatever. You can just, it just, it kind of just bugs you and gets under your skin a little bit. You're like, hey, I'm happy for you, but why is everything that comes out of your mouth about money? Well, if you were going to let things go and you really want to forgive this guy, part of that process would look like you blessing him in his financial life. That would be a really good way for you to mitigate some of the irritation and agitation that could come otherwise from having a, a member of the family around like that. I hope that makes sense. It this is part of the forgiveness process. We relinquish, we let go, we we say these people owe me nothing. Um, I'm I'm going to let it go. I'm going to treat them like it never happened. I'm not going to forget that it happened, but I'm not going to hold it against them in my interactions. But then secondly, we want to wish for their best. That's when we know we've really let go is when we actually long for them to be well, to succeed in the areas where maybe they kind of piss us off. Uh, those are the things that we want to be doing practically to make sure that we're letting things go. So uh, just a little bit of a guidepost, uh, nothing nothing crazy, and we'll probably do another episode or two on this subject before we reach Christmas because this is a biggie, you know, and we, we really want to make sure that you guys are getting uh, as much help and support as you need because if you can find ways to mitigate family drama, to even just... Uh, like i guess i don't know tether your participation and be a little bit more selective then you are likely going to reduce the amount of times you find yourself tempted prone to relapse vulnerable etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's everything for today guys thank you so much for listening have an amazing day we'll talk soon bye-bye hey everybody it's Thea again thanks for listening to unleash the man within